Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. What is real love? In 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, it says this, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful, proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no records of being wrong. It does not rejoice about the injustice and rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, never is always hopeful and endures everything through every circumstance. So last week we started this new series for this month, which is Real Love. And we started to explore 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. We had Adam start us off with breaking down the first part of the verse and kicked us off with a journey to find out what love actually is. This week I have the pleasure to continuing this adventure and diving into the second part of the verse, which is verse 5. Root or rude, it does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and keeps no records of being wrong. So this is how the message translation puts this into perspective. It doesn't force itself onto others. It isn't always me first. It doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins or others. So let's go on this adventure and break it down. So the first part, love is not rude. What does rude actually mean? So I went into Google and put it in. And the meaning of rude is offensively impolite or ba- bad matter. So in Matthew 5:22, in the Passion Translation, it says this, But I'm telling you, if you hold anger in your heart toward a fellow believer, you are subject to judgment. And whoever demeans and insults a fellow believer is answerable to the congregation. And whoever calls down curses upon a fellow believer is in danger of being sent into a fiery hell. The implications to this is that you being judged as a murderer, as God sees anger and murder as eagle. eagle. If you have anger in your heart, it may result in being rude externally to others, even without you knowing. Angry words kill. In Mark 12:33 and in Matthew 22:39, Jesus reminds us the same us the same important life rule or commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Ironically, this is a part of our church mission statement. Love people with, love people, love your neighbor as yourself. So, love does not demand its own way. Our vision here at Penrith for 2020 and beyond was launched last month. And it was a complete expression of the opposite of demanding your own way. More of God and less in me in everything. And one of the expressions that was used several times during this series was, God, not my will, but your will be done. Now, this is kind of scary for me personally, because I don't know what God has in store for me. Now, you see, I'm a very organized person and likes to have things planned out. But when I gave my life to God, I had no idea what the plans were. 
I had to trust him in the process with that for me to be molded into what God is creating me for who I am. At summer school, John Crowther gave us his vision and it's stuck with me ever since. And it goes like this. You're holding onto a rope and you want to let go. And God's at the bottom of the rope telling you, just let go and dive into my love. You're inches away of letting go. How would that change your life? Are you going to, are you going to let go of the rope and dive into God's love? In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, Paul writes, Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not know, belong to yourself, for God brought you and run you with a high price. It's not what pleasures me or us, but it pleases God because in the end I am demanding my own way and not involving God in my everything. Then whose kingdom am I living for and building and glorifying? Mine or God's? Love is not irritable. Paul says that love is not irritable. Sometimes we're irritated by anger or others, and we don't know why. Not at all the irritability stems from sinful or selfish motives, although the irritable treatment of others is surely wrong. More irritability comes from a love of perfection, a deep desire that programs meeting can. Some people struggle with a quick or fiery temper. That's that's with certain people. Although society encourages people to express themselves and not to hold back emotionally. God's word teaches us that giving into one's temper or irritability is a sin. In the Old Testament, the Bible has a lot to say about controlling one's temper. It calls a person who easily loses their control is a fool. And it describes someone who cannot control themselves as a city or a temple, whose walls are being broken down. A person with a hot temper is often at conflict with people around them, especially those who are close to them. They become easily offended and lash out in anger through their words, action, or behavior. When you are irritable in a situation or a person, it doesn't mean you act physically or irrationally. It could mean that you intentionally avoid, hide, or divert away from the situation. This next part, I'm going to be completely vulnerable with you guys. And this part, I'm still on this adventure. So please forgive me if I mess up. It'll be okay. Take me in my anger for example. I get angry at my mum for the things she does or the decisions that she makes for me. I get angry at that and it builds up. And I want to run and hide away from that situation instead of facing it and showing the love and compassion I should give to my mum. Deep down inside, I think I love my mum. But do I really show her that love? How can I show that love to her without having the anger built up inside me? Love keeps no record of being wrong. The Amplified Translation of the Bible reads it like this. It takes no account of evil done to it. It pays no attention to the suffered or wrong. This idea of keeping no lists of wrongs directly connects with Paul's word to the Corinthians believers early in the site. Some in the church were bringing lawsuits against other Christians instead of settling church 
matters among themselves in a spirit of humility and love. They were dragging each other to court. Paul takes a firm stand on this on the matter. The Bible puts it in 1 Corinthians 6-7 in the NIV translation. The very fact that you have the lawsuits among you, you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? To combat the attitude of demanding one pound of flesh, Paul wrote that love keeps no records of being wrong. In fact, it is better to be cheated than to be unloving. Jesus Christ provided the ultimate example of this type of love. On the cross, he paid the price for the sins of the entire world. We find proof in this in Romans 5.8. While we were still singers, Christ died for us. Jesus kept no records of being wrong. Rather, he prayed. In Luke 23 to 34, it says this, Father, forgive me, for they don't know what they are doing. Whilst he was on the cross. In the book of Colossians 3, 13 to 14, Paul reminds us, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which, blind, which, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. So often people say that they love each other, but as soon as one gets angry, out comes a list of the past sins. Accusations fly. Painful memories are dredged up. And bygones are no longer bygones. This isn't love. True, God, godly love forgives and refuses to keep track of personal hurts that may be received. The focus of the love is not one's own pain, but the needs of loved one. As Adam puts it last week, Love is utterly selfish. Obviously, we should not allow people to continue to hurt or abuse us or others. That's not what 1 Corinthians 13 is teaching. The goal is to have the spirit of reconciliation, to forgive those who seek forgiveness, not letting the past stay in, not letting us stay in the past and not allowing us to hinder the experience and showing love in any situation. Some people have an axe to grind. But Christian love seeks to bury the hatchet. Love keeps no records of being wrong, for we are forgiven as Christ has forgiven us. When Peter asked Jesus this very question in Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Now that is love. I'm going to pray, and if the worship team can come up. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I just thank you that what was said goes through our mind and doesn't leave. And I pray as we go into this week, not knowing what's happening, but you'll be with us. You won't leave us. You love us. And that we are your children. And we get to come together as one and support one another in prayer. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. 
www.cofcpenrith.org.